It's the International Soccer Preview. This is Series 15 of our MediaCast. It's the short version of Series 14 on Euro 2024 qualifying. We're looking at Group F. Belgium, Austria, Sweden, Azerbaijan and Estonia. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview Series 15. This series is a shortened version of Series 14 and primarily part three of that series. Okay, let's look at each team in Group F with a summary of their history and then a look at their recent form. All right, well, we start with uh, Belgium and uh, I'll do their longer history. So Belgium has an impressive history of qualification for the World Cup. Uh, They were there for the first three, and after a long flat period where they qualified for only two between 1950 and 1978, they went on to qualify for six in a row. Uh, That period from 1982 to 2002 saw not only their first trip past the group stage, but consistency in doing so five of the six times, peaking with a third-place finish in 1986. Incredible, then, that none of this reflected in their Euro Cup play. They had earned uh, two impressive results during the period of World Cup drought. That was third place in 1972 and second place in 1980. But Belgium saw only two cup appearances during their strong World Cup period, uh, one of those by dint of hosting. And they were knocked out of the group stage in both cases. Uh, results in, uh, two tur- in the two tournaments fell in line from 2006 onward, beginning with non-qualification for either cup until 2014, and then a new generation taking them consistently past the group stage in both cups. Yeah, in terms of recent performance, their golden generation did take them abruptly from non-qualifications to passing the group stage consistently. It reached its zenith with the third place finish in the 2018 World Cup. Such was the talent on the squad that the three quarterfinal finishes surrounding it was viewed as something as an underperformance. Fears of the squad aging out seemed to come true with a ghastly showing in the 2022 World Cup. Um, The performance even worse than the result. It had not been foreshadowed in their undefeated qualifying campaign but perhaps was in their UEFA 2022-23 Nations League A performance, where they lost both legs to Netherlands and tied Wales besides. Still, a second place finish ahead of Poland was not bad. Um, It remains to be seen if it's a lapse in form or another end of a good period. All right, we move on to team two, which is uh, Austria. And uh, Austria was a strong team in the early days, even if their participation was inconsistent. They earned their best results with a fourth place finish in the 1934 World Cup and a third place finish in the 1954 edition. By the time the Euro Cup started in 1960, they had lost that strength and were not qualifying for competitions. While they did have a resurgence in World Cup play in 1978, reaching the quarterfinals there for two cups in a row. They did not register uh, a Euro Cup performance, and even after, while they reached two of the four World Cups in the 1990s, they still hadn't reached a Euro Cup. In 2008, though, the situation reversed. 
They reached three of the four Euro Cups from 2008, but didn't come close to reaching a World Cup during that period. Perhaps an uptick in recent form will finally see the disparity in performances come into line as the 2022 World Cup qualification saw them reach the UEFA playoff following their best Euro Cup result in 2020. Yeah, talking about the recent performance, their fortunes turned with a tremendous qualification run for the 2016 Euro Cup and continued into 2020 when they passed the Euro Cup group stage for the first time. Um, Oddly, but consistent with a history of non-correlation between the two cups that you talked about, um, they finished fourth in their qualifying groups for the 2018 and 2022 World Cups. 2022 looked better um, than it was as they did reach a playoff round, but that was due to their UEFA Nations League performance in 2020 to 21, where they were promoted to League A. In the following 2022-23 season, though, they proved out of their depth. Um, After an excellent opening win in Croatia, they managed only a draw and were demoted back to League B. All right. Well, uh, the top three team is Sweden. And uh, Sweden's strength comes in waves. They did well in the 1930s, passing the group stage of the second and third World Cups. They had their best results in the 1950s, most notably second place as hosts of the 1958 World Cup. And they qualified regularly during the 70s, though only for the World Cup. They also had another peak in the early 90s. Uh, There, they qualified for their first Euro Cup and came second as hosts in Euro 1992. And that was followed by a third place finish in the 1994 World Cup. So good results continued in World Cup play, but fell off in Euro Cup results. They've been flat in both uh, tournaments since 2008, so they were due another good period in recent times, but perhaps passing the group stage in both Cups in 2018 and 2020. uh, Sorry, I messed up there. Despite uh, passing the group stage in both of those Cups, they still haven't reached the heights of uh, some of their previous periods. Yeah, and looking at their recent performance, um, a poor period of not reaching the World Cup and falling at the group stage of Euro Cups was typical of the other lulls in their career. Um, And it seemed to come to an end by passing the group stage of each Cup, uh, the World Cup in 2018 and the Euro Cup in 2020. Uh, But if these were the build-up to another period of success, matching peaks of the past, um, as you alluded to it, collapsed by failing to reach the 2022 World Cup and only got worse with the dreadful UEFA Nations League campaign in 2022-23, where despite besting Slovenia in the first and last games, they lost, they lost all in between to Norway and Serbia and were humiliatingly relegated to League C. Yeah, Sweden gonna be in League C next year. That's a bit, uh, a bit surprising. All right, well, our fourth team is uh, Azerbaijan. And Azerbaijan has improved slightly from their start in 1996. Their points count has been slowly rising over the years, slightly more so in World Cup campaigns, although recent times show a lapse. Uh, Two features are always there. Firstly, at least one result against a much stronger team, sometimes even spoiling their campaign. And secondly, a bottom half finish, meaning that their improvement is quite muted and doesn't count for much. 
Uh, 2014 World Cup qualifying was the only campaign that can really be regarded as competitive. And that fourth of six finish, their only time out of the bottom two, is proving to be a one-off event. Looking at their recent performance, the competitive campaign in 2014 was promising, uh, but 2016 saw only vestiges of a run in the middle and 2018 at the beginning, um, but neither was sustained. They fell back in 2020 and 2022 though, earning only a single draw in each. In 2020, there were no weak teams in the group, but in 2022, losing both games to Luxembourg was disappointing. 2014 threatens to be a peak or a flash in the pan, but a solid campaign in 2022-23 UEFA Nations League C gives pause. After a poor start, earning only a tie over the first three games, they won the last three, including an away win in Slovakia to finish ahead of them. Kazakhstan won the group, but beating them 3-0 in the final game was a good wrap-up, um, though they stay in League C. Right. And our last team here is Estonia. Uh, Estonia appeared in qualification for two World Cups in 1934 and 1938, but after that they were part of the Soviet Union. They returned as an independent country for the 1994 World Cup, but lost all 10 games in that campaign and in Euro 1996 qualifying. They grew in strength after that, but only once finished in the top half of the table until an, until an excellent campaign in 2012. That saw them finish second and reach a UEFA playoff, falling just short of the cup. But they went into decline after that, and their most recent campaign in each cup was very weak. They regularly take a few points from higher teams, beating the likes of Belgium, Slovenia and Serbia, and in 2014, a tie with the powerful Netherlands. Looking at recent performance, yeah, like you said, their 2012 campaign was exceptional and not likely to be repeated. Uh, but the fall from that to the level shown in 2020 has still been bitter. Um, a single tie with Belarus was their only point in Euro 2020 qualifying and a win over them in 2022, a faint shadow of their previous form. A tie in Wales in 2022 harkens back to 2014 and the campaigns before where they were a threat to steal points from good teams. All recent points have otherwise come against teams of their own level or weaker. The 2022-23 UEFA League campaign at least showed consistency against the weak, beating Malta and San Marino in all games to earn promotion to League C, um, but gives little indication of their current form. All right, well, let's move on to uh, part three of series 14. Uh, that's where Connor and my discussion uh, of the prospects of the teams uh, took place. Okay, well, let us move on to uh, part three, and we're going to begin that, uh, changing our format a little bit. We're going to begin by looking at the pots that they came from. Um, the UEFA rankings are quite different, as we'll see, from the, from the uh, FIFA or ELO rankings, but they were placed into pots according to their UEFA rankings here. So uh, do you want to take us through that? Yeah, those uh, those ranking for the pots came strictly from the most recent Nations League. Um, Belgium are the pot one team. Uh, they were ranked seventh overall. Um, Austria are the pot two team, but they actually have the worst record of all um, of all twelve League A teams. So they didn't perform well, but by virtue of being in League A, ended up in pot two. 
Um, Sweden, on the other hand, their poor performance um, put them in pot three. And on top of that, they were second bottom in pot three. So they were basically halfway down the list of, of UEFA teams, which is not where they normally find themselves. Yeah, a really big difference between uh, second from the pot two, uh, second from the top pot two, Austria and Sweden. Uh, uh, just a huge gap uh, in yeah, UEFA se- rankings, at least. Yeah, 17 teams. Uh, or 17 teams between them, but you know, perhaps not reflective of their actual strength. Yeah, um, that's true. Following that, you have Azerbaijan, who are from the middle of pot four, and then um, with Estonia's dominant performance in uh, League D, not really, um, <laughs> they're in pot five, um, and yeah. kind of from the bottom there. That's right. Okay, well done. And uh, yeah, as we say, not really reflective of their strength. So let's see how they're ranked among uh, or, or ranked by FIFA and ELO rankings. Yeah, so Belgium are fourth in the world um, in FIFA. Um, that was in December 2022. Um, and then 10th in ELO. Um, they've dropped actually quite a bit in ELO because they, as you mentioned earlier, they were first in both rankings as recently as June 2021. Um, but some, the poor performance in the most recent World Cup has seen them slip down a little bit. Yeah, and I like that you pointed out earlier. I mean, even as far back as, say, uh, uh, 2013, they were 12th in the world uh, in FIFA and 18th in ELO. And uh, as we saw throughout their history, they would have been, you know, just a, a probably a third-tier team for, for long parts of their history. Yeah. Uh, how about Austria? Austria are 34th in both ranking systems. Um, they've actually slipped a little bit, especially in FIFA ranking, where they were 22nd in December 2018. Um, their their ELO ranking has stayed more consistent, sometimes up to 20, sometimes down to the 40s, but 34th, kind of a, a long-term average. Yeah, but really a lot of volatility uh, in their ranking uh, up, up to uh, 10th in 2016. This is FIFA rankings, and in 2013, 76th, so that's a bit extreme. We don't like the FIFA rankings as much, but uh, uh, kind of similar volatility. uh, um, I mean, they just really are a volatile team going through some really weak periods and some pretty strong periods. Yeah. So Sweden, despite being the top three team, um, are actually ranked ahead of uh, Austria in both systems. They're 23rd in FIFA and 29th in ELO. Um, Sweden have kind of been around the 20th mark in both systems for a while. Um, this is a rise from December 2016 when they were 41st in FIFA and 25th in ELO. Yeah, I mean, a bit all over the place too. And that kind of, uh, you know, this is kind of um, playing into the theme, my theme of the uh, pigeons among the cats, because all of these teams, Belgium, Austria, and Sweden, uh, you know, uh, have a lot of volatility. So if they're caught at a weak time here, they could really be uh, um, uh, damaged by the teams below. All right, moving on to Azerbaijan. They're 121st in FIFA and 99th in ELO. in terms of FIFA rankings, they've kind of always been around the 100th mark, though have dropped recently with their, their recent poor campaigns, which we touched on, um, typically kind of around like the 110 mark. Um, and uh, in, in ELO, they've often been below 100, but have actually recently crept above that, perhaps based on their Good Nations League uh, campaign. 
Yeah, a bit of volatility there too. They're going to be hoping that they bring the form they showed from 2014 to 2016, uh, in which case they could be a good spoiler team here. And then Estonia are actually ranked ahead of Azerbaijan in, in both systems. We'll, we'll talk a bit about that later. They're 109th in FIFA and 94th in ELO. Um, it's a bit of a drop um, in FIFA particularly, where they've been in the 80s and, and 90s in recent years. Um, but um, yeah, kind of around where they've been recently in ELO. Yeah, I mean, pretty interesting that they are, are ranked despite being in League D uh, of uh, the Nations League, ranked ahead of uh, Azerbaijan. And we saw some uh, promising players come in. So at the very least, it's going to be a good battle at the bottom between them and Azerbaijan. But I think this uh, group promises a bit more than that with uh, hopefully these two teams coming back into their spoiler form. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a look at head-to-head uh, -head records. And we've organized these according to the teams uh, that have the better record generally. And then if they've never met, we've put them with the higher-ranked team. So let's begin with Belgium. Yeah, Belgium have a better record against Austria, um, though it's only one win in four. Um, three draws are the other results. Yeah, they haven't met much. 2012 was the last time in Euro Cup qualifying. So uh, they did actually tie 4-4. That was their third tie in a row in history, 4-4, um, but haven't met recently. Um, Belgium, Sweden. Belgium has a winning record, four wins and two losses. Yeah, I want to go way back in history here to the 1924 Olympics. Uh, the Olympics kind of preceded the FIFA World Cup. And uh, uh, in the 24 Olympics, um, Belgium lost to Sweden 8-1. It was considered one of the biggest upsets in soccer history. Wow. Um, moving on to Belgium versus Azerbaijan. Belgium have a winning record, though it's not perfect. Three wins and a draw in their four meetings. Yeah, that uh, last meeting was also in 2012 Euro Cup qualifying. That was where the draw took place. And then Belgium versus Estonia, it's seven wins and a single loss uh, in favour of Belgium. Okay, and these guys did meet recently, actually. 2022 World Cup qualification, uh, Belgium won both games there. Okay, the next matchup we'll talk about is Austria versus Sweden. They've actually met a lot. Austria has a better record at seven wins, two draws, and five losses, but it, it is competitive. Uh, yeah, they actually uh, met in the 1978 World Cup group stage, and uh, Austria won that one nothing. So uh, generally, uh, Austria uh, are the stronger team, and that was true in, in their most recent re meeting in 2016, where Austria bested the, uh, Sweden. Yeah, Austria-Azerbaijan, it's three wins and a draw in favour of Austria. Yeah, 2012 was uh, their last meeting, so not uh, not that current. And then Austria versus Estonia, it's two wins from two um, in favour of Austria. Yeah, that was way back in 1998, so um, probably, uh, well, it's probably the same nowadays, but it uh, doesn't count for much here. Uh, Sweden uh, versus Azerbaijan, they've only met once as well, um, or had one meeting. That was two wins for Sweden in the 2002 World Cup qualifying. Yeah, so quite a ways back there. And then Sweden and Estonia, they actually have a long history with Sweden winning uh, all four times they've met 
Yeah, and two of those times were in uh, 1934 and 1938 World Cups. Uh, they tended to do qualification more regionally, so uh, they're all in the Baltic. So uh, those were two of Estonia's uh, historical games. Uh, Sweden kind of uh, beat them up both times, 6-2 and 7-2. Uh, otherwise, 1998 was the last time they met. And then finally, Azerbaijan and Estonia. Um are two are two cats among the pigeons they've never met <laughs> right uh yes and i'm looking forward to seeing how they'll do uh, against each other here now let's look and see what the odds makers say in terms of uh, chances of teams uh, winning the group yeah so um belgium are favored at 83 percent. that's not maybe a huge surprise um austria the pot two team um have 21 percent um, but Sweden, who's ahead of them in the rankings, um, has a 7.7%, um, so a ways back. And then of the final two, Azerbaijan are slightly favored over Estonia, 0.2% um, to 0.18% for those yeah. two teams. Yeah, those are very low numbers, but they're not, uh, they're not the numbers of feeble teams. All right, so uh, let's begin our discussion uh, with whether you agree with those odds. Uh, Belgium, very high there at 83%. Um, I don't entirely agree with the odds for a couple of reasons, actually. Um, I don't think Belgium should be as high as 83%. Um, I think that Austria and Sweden could pose a challenge to them. And I also disagree with Austria being three times more likely to win the group than Sweden. I would probably, maybe not quite reverse it, but I, I would actually give Sweden the edge over Austria. I know they performed weakly. Uh, recently, but I, I expect that's more of a blip, and I think they, they have some players like Izak in good form, um, and I just see them as a bit of a stronger team overall. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have comments on that too, and uh, generally I agree with you. I see them uh, pretty uh, even odds coming into this, but let's talk about Belgium first and, uh, and why you think the 83% is too high there. Yeah, I, I just think, um, you know, Belgium have a couple questions over them. Um, I mean, I think they'll win the group. Um, I mean, I guess I'll start by saying that. But I think Austria and Sweden um, are both pretty good teams. They're both tough teams. Sweden, you know, a really tough pot three team when you look at some of the other teams around them. Um, and I think at a game level, they can both challenge Belgium. I, I think Belgium's had some recent campaign where they've won all 10 games. Um, I think those were weaker groups. Um, I think Sweden and Austria are both good enough to take points off Belgium. So I think Belgium will win the group, but they'll have to work for it. And, um, you know, I, I see it possible that they don't win the group. Yeah, I, I agree with you as far as that. I think uh, they'll probably win the group, but uh, not nearly as strong as the odds make out. I think uh, uh, their performance in in the World Cup there, uh, they just seemed so kind of tired, you know, and I wonder... To me, it kind of rang the ending of the golden generation. And we'll only have to look back about 10 years or so uh, to see uh, Belgium uh, basically the equal or, or even lesser than uh, Austria and Sweden. So, mm -hmm. um, Yeah, that's just it. They're not a team that's always been, uh, been at the top. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, things are a little up in the air with their players. We talked about that uh, during the podcast, that uh, some of the players are retired. Uh, some big names like Eden Hazard 
Uh, some of the players like Kevin De Bruyne did play in the March games, but then some of them didn't. And it's a little unclear whether, uh, you know, just how many of that golden generation are are uh, not going to be part of this campaign or part of the upcoming tournament. Mm-hmm. Do you see um, it kind of a three teams fighting for first or do you see Belgium still a step ahead of the others? Yeah, I'd have to say uh, Belgium a step ahead of the others, but Austria is always a bit of a black box to me. They can be a really strong team. We saw with that 2020, their excellent quali- like commanding qualification uh, for the 2020 Euro Cup. Uh, and I think 2016 was also quite strong. Uh, and they can also be quite weak. Their name always kind of pops up with teams like Faroe Islands uh, getting their only win of the campaign over Austria. So they're so up and down that I could see them challenging for first here and I could see them being challenged by uh, um, Azerbaijan and Estonia, which we'll talk about a bit later. Yeah. How do you see Austria and Sweden? Uh, yeah, as I said, I, I think they're even. I mean, Sweden can't remain uh, as as bad as they've looked over the last little while. Down to League C here, I'm sure they'll be insulted by that and, and be anxious to kind of prove themselves a better team. They're a solid uh, second-tier team. And um, even though they haven't done that well recently, uh, again, you don't have to look back far to see that they reached the final rounds, uh, like past the group stage of two tournaments uh, fairly recently. So this is not, um, you know, their three, their, their pot three ranking here is really ridiculous. I, I think I'm like you, I'd put them at least equal to or slightly ahead of Austria. Yeah, of course, Sweden, they were only one step away from the World Cup, they fell to the final hurdle. So I think that's more representative of, of true Sweden. And I think they're probably more likely to challenge Belgium, and I think that, um, yeah, I I think they'll probably um, be competitive and finish ahead of Austria potentially as well. Yeah, I think if Belgium falls back to their like pre two thousand and fourteen form, uh, I mean, I think historically Sweden is a stronger team uh, mm-hmm. than that. So, I mean, if they really fall back, uh, uh, if Belgium really falls back, then uh, Sweden could. Um, even take first over them. So I see this as a really exciting group. I think that top three could end anyway, even though I do kind of pep Belgium still. And we talked about spoilers kind of at the beginning and and throughout. The two spoiler teams, what do you make of them? Well, I'm kind of sad that uh, both of them are in kind of not spoiler form uh, in their last couple of campaigns. So I really wish they were kind of in their prime spoiler form because that would make a really exciting group. Uh, I think Estonia actually have a better chance of kind of coming back to that spoiler form. They finished second in 2012 uh, Euro Cup qualifying and we saw they had a good crop of new players who, uh, you know, it only takes a couple of good players on these weaker teams to, to really improve their level. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm not so optimistic about the spoiling possibilities. I mean, I think, you know, sometimes I know Azerbaijan in particular have taken points off top teams, but really Sweden, who is a pot three team, should be a pot two team. Mm-hmm. And I see that resulting in a bit of a gap um, between, you know, the top three and the bottom two. Um, I think, you know, pretty feeble campaigns by both teams recently has taken some of the... Um, potential spoiler 
factor away from them. And I think these teams that may, you know, spoilers possible, but I think more likely they'll struggle to compete with the top three and and will likely take points off each other. So I, I hate to uh, um, <laughs> kind of go against your theory here, but um, recent form is, is what's um, kind of changed my mind on this more than the historical uh, record. Yeah, I got to say, I'm always kind of uh, hoping that these weaker teams will, uh, will um, perform well and, and cause a couple of spoiler results. I think probably Austria is the most susceptible uh, to a spoiler result and, and as I said when talking about them um, I thought they of any other team could find themselves challenged in third place if they don't perform well but uh, you don't think so No, and I do agree Austria is the most susceptible, we saw it with Faroe Islands and other teams in the past but um, I don't really see it here Yeah, okay well uh, we will see how things turned out and we're going to look at the first set of games here, I actually don't know the results I've been kind of keeping myself in the dark in preparation for this uh, media cast but uh, Connor I'm tired of waiting for you to commit. Tell me what's going to happen in this group. Uh, I'm going to say Belgium first, Sweden second. Of course, second is automatic qualification. Mm. Um, Austria third, and then some distance behind Azerbaijan fourth, Estonia fifth. All right. Well, I generally agree with you. Uh, I have Belgium, Sweden, Austria. I put Estonia fourth. I think... uh, um, they might come back into more form than uh, Azerbaijan. So I put Azerbaijan fifth, but I think this could vary. Uh, I'm excited about this group because I do uh, have hold out the possibility of uh, Estonia challenging for third if one of these teams um, comes in with some of the poor form that they've been showing uh, yeah. lately. I think there's an outside chance of that. Well, I'd love to see it, um, but why don't we get to the games? Okay, here we go. Uh, the first set of games, uh, well, why don't you lead through it since I'm making the prediction there? Sure, so uh, Austria versus Azerbaijan is the first game. Yeah, so uh, Austria is a really unreliable team, so for me a tie wouldn't shock here, but they are at home, so I think it would more likely be on the road. Uh, I'm, I am sure that Azerbaijan will get at least one spoiler result uh, in this campaign, and as we said, Austria is the uh, maybe a susceptible team to that. Uh, it would be a surprise here with Austria at home, so I'm going to say 2-1 Austria. Um, it was 4-1, so a little further from the spoiler result, um, so a comfortable home win for Austria to start. Yes, that is a good show of consistency uh, from Austria, and they've been good over the last two campaigns, so uh, a good start for them. Uh, what about the next game? Next one's an intriguing game, especially based on our, our predictions. Sweden at home to Belgium. Uh, uh, and you, you already knew the result, right? That's correct. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to say, uh, you know, again, Sweden was a bit humiliated being relegated to the C. I think they will be anxious to put their best foot forward here. And uh, Belgium is so poor in the World Cup that I'm really curious how they're going to recover. Uh, I think I'm going to say 1-1 one, one here. That's what I would have said, um, but in fact it was uh, a 3-0 Belgium win. Oh my goodness. Roman Romelu Lukaku getting a hat-trick. So that's a, a statement in what I think was their, their toughest game uh, of the campaign. 
Yeah, and maybe they're anxious to show um, uh, show that they are better than they look in the World Cup too. Okay, well Sweden's still uh, struggling at a heavy loss. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the March 27 games. Um, so first up is Austria at home to Estonia. Yeah, well, I might have, uh, again, kind of um, predicted uh, the possibility of an upset here, but given how Austria performed in the first one, uh, I'm going to say 2-0 Austria, uh, with a very slight possibility of Estonia surprising. Well, there was a very uh, slight possibility of that surprise. Um, it was 1-1 until the 88th minute when Austria snagged the winner, so um, you were right to uh, perhaps not underestimate Estonia, but... Um, for them, they were close, but not quite on the score. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the, uh, in the reverse fixture there. Okay, oh, and we... Yes. Uh, sorry, uh, Sweden versus Azerbaijan, um, the next match. Right, uh, well again, uh, Azerbaijan might have a better chance of spoiling if they were at home. And, uh, but Sweden has been in such poor form that... Uh, a tie wouldn't shock me here, but uh, it definitely would be a surprise, so I'll say 2 nothing Sweden. Uh, Sweden actually returned to form with a 5-0 win. Um, I should say that the last two goals came in the 88th and 89th minutes. Um, it had some gloss, but it uh, doesn't change the fact that uh, Sweden uh, get off the mark. Yeah, do so well. and uh, yeah, we saw in the last couple of campaigns that Azerbaijan kind of lost uh, losing their spoiler form. A little bit here, so uh, it's too bad. But maybe, uh, maybe when they uh, start playing at home, we'll see a bit more of that form. Uh, now, I will ask you about the upcoming games. Uh, June sees uh, Azerbaijan hosting Estonia. That's a good one. What do you think? That is a good one. Azerbaijan have two heavy defeats so far, but I did predict them to finish ahead of Estonia. So to do that, I'm going to say Azerbaijan win two one. Okay, uh, I think it's going to be a close game, and uh, I, I did favour Estonia in my prediction, so I better go 1-1 here. All right. Uh, how about Belgium and Austria? Um, I do think Belgium will win, um, not just for results so far, but um, yeah, I'm going to say Belgium 2-0. Uh, I agree with you there. Austria uh, at least were consistent against the, the weaker teams, even though it was close with uh, Estonia. Um, uh, again, they're a bit of a black box, so they could surprise, but Belgium did look good uh, in their opening game, so I would say 2-1. Uh, what did you say scoreline-wise? 2-0. 2-0. Okay, so we're pretty close on that one, and we'll just have to wait and see how that turns out, because that is in the in the future so that brings us to the end of our um end of our podcast here or our media cast so i'll just put the closing graphic up there so we end nicely and um great great talking to you about group f connor yeah it's an intriguing group i'm excited to follow this one um and yeah i will see you next time okay you bet